It's Jess from Milk Stains and Meltdowns. Welcome to my podcast, Spilled Milk. Today, I'm going to be spilling the milk on how I have been feeling since my mom's diagnosis with breast cancer, since rekindling with my husband, who I'm just absolutely so grateful that we have given this another chance. Um, But there's a lot of emotions that come with that as well. And um, just, you know, kind of how my week went. I (laughs) had a shit week, to be honest. And so, you know what? If you're having a shitty week, um, this is the podcast for you. And I hope it doesn't, you don't feel alone. I hope that you know that no matter what we make it seem on social media, people are struggling right now. And I mean, of course, that goes without saying, like, the world is a fucking dumpster fire. Like, yes, I could go on about, like, the real like what people consider is like the real shit going on but like honestly I don't have the energy for that I don't have the capacity for that and so you're not gonna find me talking about politics religion war anything like that like we all know that's going on and there are enough people talking about it that right now I think it's important to talk about like exactly how we are feeling And yeah, some people might think I'm privileged, and I am privileged. I live in Canada, and I'm grateful to live in Canada, and I'm grateful that I can turn a blind eye to it. And some people get mad at me for that, but I also didn't start becoming an influencer to be a politician or, like, to bring awareness to every single fucking problem on the planet. Like, sorry, but that's not what I... I didn't even go to school for any of that. So it it seems kind of funny that people would want my opinion on what's going on overseas when, like, I have zero knowledge of politics or anything that's going on. So that's another thing that I'm probably going to dive into is the expectation that people expect on influencers. Like, I influence you to buy vitamins. Why the fuck are you looking to me to tell you about what's going on in the world? There are enough news outlets. There are enough things. Like, I'm not a cold person, but I also can protect my energy. And I'm also giving you the permission, if you needed it, to protect your own energy. So stay latched because um, I think, (laughs) no, it can only get better. So I had no plans of recording a podcast today, but I just had so many thoughts going through my head as I'm driving to Victoria, which is like an hour drive. And I just, I was like, okay, well maybe I can make a story about it or maybe I can, you know, make an IG video about it. And I'm like, no, like you have a podcast, just talk about it. So, and I was trying to like figure out ways that I could just like minimize what I wanted to say in like a few sentences and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, fuck it. You know what? I have this platform to talk and I'm just going to talk. So this is just me literally pulled over on the side of the road recording into my phone. So if you hear like background noise and stuff, yeah, it's not going to be the best sounding podcast. I'm still working on that, but um, it's going to be pretty real because it's just a rant with me on the side of the road talking about my life. So yeah, this probably won't go in like chronological order. I'm probably going to be bouncing around a lot, but I think that that's maybe why you guys like to follow me because I am not scripted. I am not, um, like, I don't know. I don't even know how to say it because I'm so far from it. I'm such a fucking mess. And I think that that's why you guys like it. Um, but also like I have to stop saying that about myself. And I think we all have to stop 
being hard on ourselves. Like, yes, I am a mess, but I think everyone has moments of being a mess. And I think if anything, right now, I'm the least messy I've ever been. So I have to give myself some grace. Um, but going from that, I was driving this morning and I was like, hey, I haven't cried yet. And it was like 8.55. And then The Dance by Garth Brooks came on. And I was just like, and typically that song doesn't really hit me. Like, because I don't know, like, of course, it's like a great song. But um, I've never really had like, I don't know, it just made me cry this morning. There was no reason, really. And I've realized that like, I'm harboring so many emotions. And none of them are really sadness. And I have um, therapy next week, which I'm so looking forward to it because I'm actually harboring a lot, a lot of anger. And my anger comes out in crying because I'm sure you guys don't know this about me, but I am like a very, I said it in the beginning that I'm not really cold, but I can be very cold and I can get very fucking mean or like just upset like angry and the way that I deal with anger and I've talked to therapists about it and they've all said like I have a very um masculine energy in a way oh there's a huge Mack truck coming by I'm gonna one second anyway so I have like a underlying very masculine energy like they said that I I navigate my emotions similar to the way like a man will navigate his emotions. So instead of being sad or, you know, or fearful or anything, a lot of my, which are, which I mean, there's, there's primary emotions and then there's secondary emotions and anger is a secondary emotion, but all of my primary emotions, if they're overwhelming, they turn into anger. Like even if I'm overly excited and something goes wrong, it's immediate anger and I'm working on that. Um, so anyway, like I've noticed that I just want to fucking break shit and scream and punch. And like, I'm just angry. Like, I'm really, really angry about the fact that my mom has to fight this again. And the fact that like, you know, life just started seeming very like calm and like I could take a deep breath this year. You know, last year was a fucking wreck. I hate last year. And I'm really working on the guilt that I carry with last year. And I know it needed to happen for us to be at a place where we are today, like my husband and I, um, it, something needed to break for us to be able to rebuild. And so I have to start focusing on those positives, but the guilt is eating me alive. And so I keep thinking that like the last year that my mom was like healthy for a little while, like she's going to be healthy again. She's going to beat this. But I keep thinking like the last year that my mom was healthy, I made the whole year about me. I went through some sort of fucking, and I'll be the first to admit it. Like it wasn't a midlife crisis, but it was a little bit of a like, what the fuck's my purpose? And why are we doing this if we don't even like each other? Like Jordan and I got to a place where like, we just didn't like each other. We didn't like being around each other. I didn't like even looking at him. And like, he is my best friend. We have been together for eight years and like I was 23, he was 20. Like we know each other so well. And we used to like all we could like do with each other, like we always used to just laugh together and like that had dissipated. And I was just like, and then there was like this big blowout that finally ended our, like our, I don't know, our season of just like 
pretty much hating each other. Like I've always loved Jordan. I always cared about him, but there was a point where I really believe here comes another fucking truck. Just a second. Anyway, so we got to a point where, yeah, we just didn't get along and something needed to break and we didn't respect each other anymore. And that's what I think like was our biggest breaking point was that we didn't respect each other. So like I kept talking to him like he was an idiot and he just didn't appreciate anything I did. He wouldn't, you know, he was just like, oh, she just nags me and she's just annoying. And we had turned into what we thought like a married couple should be. And then it didn't work for us. That's not who we are. Like we're best friends ultimately. And if that's what our relationship looks like, then that's what our marriage looks like. Like it doesn't need to be what people think. Like you don't need to be the naggy wife just because you became a wife. Like your husband still has autonomy for himself and you still have autonomy for yourself. You're two people who deserve to be able to explore this life together, but also with your own like experiences and you don't belong to each other. You don't control each other. You don't get to decide what the other one does. And I think that's where we kind of, we molded together, but I was like, I turned into this person I don't even recognize. I was just like this bitchy person. And so anyway, long story short, I regret the entire, and I've never ever in my life had regrets. I've never had them because they all led to Jackson, my daughter. And so I've always been able to find a reason as to why the mistakes I made in the past made sense because it led to Jackson. And this last year, I am still trying to search for like, why, why does it make sense? Why did I, why did I put us all through that? And I keep thinking that it's all my fault and I'm like putting it all on me. And like, yes, we were both to blame, but I'm the one who finally pulled the trigger and said we were done. And like, you know, I'm just embarrassed. I'm really embarrassed. So working through that on top of the anger that I have for the fact that my mom has to go through cancer again, like she is the most perfect human being on the planet. She's I mean, of course, like, you know, we have our arguments, we have our things, like, she's my mom, um, but she's the best human. She is, like, oh, she's, she's just the best, and I just don't understand why the fuck she has to go through this. Like, she's had cancer three times. This is her third time. She was 25 the first time she had cervical cancer. She was 32. I was 13 when my mom got thyroid cancer, and now... I'm 30, she's 50, and we thought like, you know what? This is going to be a great year. And she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, why? And there really is no justify. There's no reasoning. There's no one's fault, which I'm finding a really hard time with because I just keep like lashing out at people because I'm like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what my mom's going through. Like, People's problems all of a sudden have become so minor that I have zero compassion for people. And I also hate that about myself. Like, well, I don't hate it. I mean, I can say I hate it because I feel like that's what I should say. Like, I should say that I like being more compassionate. But like, honestly, like I said in the beginning, protecting my energy, that's kind of a way like everyone has a story. I have I mean, you guys can go back on these podcasts. You can look at my spilled milk like I've had some trauma everyone has some trauma and a lot of it is the reason why I react the same the way I do so like lately anybody just rubs me the wrong way says anything about me that I you know I 
I don't like or just like mention something that's like a problem in their life that seems very, very small compared to the shit that I'm going through or my mom's going through. I like cut them off and I have zero remorse. And this morning I was thinking about that and like, I'm like, why am I doing this? But it's also because like I can only handle so much hurt. I have no capacity for hurt. And so all of my hurt turns into anger and I lash out. And, you know, I lost a friend this week because I decided to be stubborn and I still think that I'm right. And that's just where I'm going to be. And I'm okay with that. And, and I shouldn't be okay with it, but honestly, I don't fucking care. The only thing I care about is spending time with my mom and being with my mom and being able to be present and have good energy for her. And so anybody coming into my life with like even like a little thing that like could upset me, I just don't have space for you. And so I'm really looking forward to therapy next week because I know that's not a healthy way of dealing with it, but I also can't stop it. And I don't, I can't make myself feel remorseful. And that's where I'm at right now. Like, I'm just angry. And I'm, yeah, and like, because I'm working through the embarrassment of last year, if anybody comes at me with anything and is like, hey, I didn't really like appreciate that, or like, hey, like, maybe you should reevaluate the way you said that, or hey, maybe you should talk about the world's fucking problems. I'm like, no, I don't care. And it's like, people don't get that about me. That like, when I love hard, I love so hard. But when I am done or when something upsets me, it's like day and night. Like I am done. I have lost more friends in the last year than ever. And I've done things that, I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know how to navigate this. And so, yeah, since my mom got died, well, we, okay. So in, in December, uh, I went for a mammogram because I had a lump in my breast and my left breast and it came back. I did the biopsy, everything. It came back negative. Thank God. But then it reminded my mom that after two years of COVID, she hasn't gone for her yearly mammogram. And my great-grandmother passed away of um, breast cancer when my mom was two. And my great-grandma was only 42. So we have a history of it. And my mom was like, oh, maybe I should go. Because she also found a lump. But my mom and I have always talked about like having cystic boobs. And when my like when my mammogram came back that it was just a cyst, we were like, oh, it's just, it's probably just a cyst. But there was something telling my mom and like there was a, a physical, like there, she could see something that was like, no, this is probably cancer. And we were like, no, no, no. And like we tried to make it through Christmas without like crying too much or like obsessing over it or being too scared. And then we went to Vancouver for like a Uh, like a full body scan. She paid for this like crazy scan. We went over there for one day, came back and the scan seemed, it was supposed to be done in like three business days, but it's because it was happy. It happened on like December 23rd. Fuck. Of course it didn't come back until the new year. And like, it was just, oh, it was just so frustrating. All of this is so fucking frustrating. You have to wait so long for all of your like like results. And I'm just like, can someone just tell me that at the end of this, she's going to be okay? That's it. That's all I want to know. Like, wh- why do you guys talk in all of these big fucking words and all of these things and these roundabout ways of saying like, you have cancer? They're like, for like two months, they were like, yeah, yeah, like it looks like it. It could be this. It could be that. It could be this. It all led to cancer. But they weren't just fucking coming up with a plan. Like clearly when you saw it on the pl- on the thing, just like 
go for it, get rid of it, you know? And it was like, it was all this waiting around and all of this angst, like just waiting for answers. And so that was really frustrating. And then now we finally know, and she started chemo this week. And so I have been a fucking mess. The person who holds our lives together, who I go to for everything is now going to be somebody that we have to take care of. And I, I'm scared. I'm really fucking scared. I don't know if I'm capable of being that person. Like, I know I'm capable of being the one who makes her laugh. I'm capable of being the one who shows up at her house and makes her coffee and her yogurt and stuff. I'm capable of sitting in the hospital with her while she gets her treatment. But I also need to accept the fact that, like, I am not educated enough to sit with the doctors and hear the next steps and hear all these things, you know? So my sister has taken on that role and it's really good. We've like, we've really assigned roles and I am the one who's supposed to keep the morale up in a way, but it's really fucking hard when all you are is angry, you know? So yeah. And so I've realized I've been crying a lot this week at nothing. And I know that it's because I'm harboring all this fear and anger and yeah, and like sadness. And but most of it is fear and the fear of unknown and like just waiting around. And like, you know, to me, it seems so it seems so simple. I thought the first step would be get her a mastectomy, get those fucking lumps out of her body that are trying to kill her and then go from there. But it's like it's this long process where she has to go through chemo for eight weeks every two or 12 weeks. No. Yeah. Anyway, there's so much fucking chemo. And then at the end of like 20 weeks of chemo, she has um, a mastectomy and then she has nine more months of chemo. And I'm like, why, why does she have to go through this? And, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm angry at myself too, that I didn't enjoy last year with her to the extent that I should have. I should have went to the beach with her all the time, but instead I was being fucking selfish, living my best life. I'm doing air quotations with these random fucking dudes who don't matter in my life at all now, like at all. They didn't matter then either. They all had a fucking purpose. One guy had a boat. Of course, I'm going to fucking date you in the summer. You have a boat, you know, but like that's so fucking vapid and so vain of me and so selfish. And so all I keep thinking is like, what the fuck was I doing last year? (sighs) Anyway, this is, this is getting heated. This is actually very therapeutic. I don't know if you guys are going to like listening to this or not, but I think maybe some of you can relate to it. Um, but yeah. And so, I just feel like even when like, like bombs are going off overseas and stuff, like I can, I can empathize with the fact that like, that's fucking terrible. And I'm terrified also of it coming here or like what I can't do to protect my family and all these things. Like I'm, I'm terrified. It's just another element of, of terrified. So when people come at me and they're like, you know, you should really be sharing about Ukraine. I'm like, sorry, it's not on the forefront of my mind right now. Like I'm literally sitting here, like making my mom coffee and doing other things that like I'm doing things right now that matter way more to me and my family than if I was just like incessantly sharing about something I know fuck all about. I don't know anything about this. I don't know why people look to me to share stuff that like 
You know, like everything, every movement that happens, every, every terrible thing that happens in the world, there are terrible things happening in the world every single day. I cannot be a spokesperson for shitty things happening. I really can't. I also don't want to live there. I like live like that's like an expression I use. Like you can't live there. You can't unpack there. You, you acknowledge it. You like, you know, give it a little wave. You're like, okay, yeah, that sucks. But like, I'm not going to affect my energy and the impact that like could like make my mom's day worse or make my daughter even more fearful of the world when her nene has fucking cancer. And like, yeah, no, it's not going to happen from me. So I feel like a lot of people have a lot of expectations about me. And then I internalize those expectations and it adds a lot of pressure. Like, understand that when you're looking at my Instagram and stuff, like I've said before, if I even posted as many stories as possible in one day, you can see five minutes of my day. Five. You have no idea the rest of it. Like, I'm a solo parent one month at a time. I am constantly go, go, go. Like, the last thing I'm thinking about, and it's selfish and it's privileged and everything is across the world with something I cannot do anything about. I've talked to my child about peace and love and being kind and accepting everyone and all of these things. I made a donation. There is nothing else I can do. I will not be armoring up, hopping on a plane, going to Ukraine to fight. So not sure what else you expect of me, but it's not going to happen. Also, like, I'm working on rekindling a marriage that fell apart last year. Like I literally don't give a fuck if people think that I'm not paying enough attention to them or giving them what they want from me. Like I can't do that. And neither should you be expected. Like this is just like an outward kind of like, I don't know, pep talk. Like you don't need to meet other people's expectations of you. That is so exhausting. It's exhausting. You can just exist and you deserve to exist and you deserve happiness and you deserve to exist without guilt. Like, why are we all just living in this guilt? Like, yes, we were born here. Yes, our lives are privileged. Yes, like all of these things. But also like we are all going through shit too. Like we've been in fucking lockdown for two years. I don't even know how to socialize anymore. And I actually don't even care. And like that's something that like we all have to work through. Like I'm awkward as fuck. I've never been awkward. And like we're all struggling. So to add more guilt to people, like let that shit go. Stop making people feel bad for just existing or working on what makes them happy. Like honestly, let's just live happy. As I'm like yelling at you guys and being angry, but like <laughs> just I'm searching so hard for happiness and trying to find glimmers of hope, but at this point, the only thing that makes me happy is my really really close friends. I have I have five friends and only like two of them live close by and then three of them live away. And honestly, that's the only capacity I have. I only have space for those people because it's a give and take with those people. And I love them. I love them so much. But I have like cut off people who I'd been friends with for 10, 10, 12 years. Like, and I feel I don't feel bad. Like you don't add value to my life and I don't want you in it. And that's a really hard thing to like 
come to terms with because it's like another battle within where you're like, oh, like I should feel this way. I should, I should, I should. And like, stop shooting all over yourself. If you don't feel something, then that's fine. Like, yeah. So anyway, I don't know. This was a long rant and I hope I publish it. I think I will. I just, I'm going to listen back and be like, am I just like spewing out anger to the world? (laughs) Um, but I don't know, maybe some of you guys can relate. Maybe it'll give, maybe it'll be therapeutic for you to hear someone so angry. (laughs) Ugh, but I'm still laughing. Oh yeah. And I got attacked by a dog this week. What are the chances that I get attacked by a dog, guys? I love dogs. I love dogs more than humans, hands down. Love them so much. I want to be surrounded by dogs all of my life, all the time. And so I go to my mom's new house because she's renting like a nice little cottage so that when she's like recovering and stuff, it's like this cute little place and like her backyard's gorgeous. Anyway, so she's got like this cute little cottage. And so I go there She's and the lady has has a dog and she's pregnant and she's a duck taller. So beautiful. Her and I have the same color hair. I love this dog. And, um, yeah. And so then I like go, but I brought my dog and Holly jumped out of the truck and the dog immediately went to attack Holly. So I picked up Holly and I went to show her name is Stella. I went to show Stella that Holly's not like dangerous. So I got down like in a squat position with Holly in my chest and I got them to like sniff each other. And when they were sniffing each other, Holly moved kind of fast. And then Stella went to like maul Holly's head. And so I turned my back and, or I turned like my shoulder, like I kind of went to shoulder check her. Like, thankfully I played hockey forever, (laughs) but I went to shoulder check her like out of the way. And she bit me so hard. I spent all of Tuesday in Emerge for them to slap a band-aid on it and tell me like, there's nothing we can really do. I was like, cool. But I went to my doctor first and I was like, Hey, can you guys check this out? And they're like, no, that's an ER. That's an ER trip. So like that started my week off really upsetting because I was like really looking forward to Tuesday making a spaghetti sauce with my mom. It was going to be like the last day before she starts chemo, like her last full day of health and all these things. And So yeah, so I was really emotional. I'm like grieving that day for some reason, even though I have the rest of my life with my mom and I know that it's just like knowing that for the next 14 months, she's going to be sick. It's really, really hard. It's, and it's really hard to have sympathy or empathy for anyone else's problems right now. And I, I'm really sorry, but I, I'm making a PSA. Like I can be there for you guys. I can normalize emotions still. I can do all of that. And I can, I will show up on spilled milk every single day, like I do and all of those things. But please, please, for everyone, lower your expectations of me and maybe you'll like me a little more. And uh, yeah, and you'll be happier when you go to my page and you're not like, oh, well, I wish she would have done this. I wish she would have done that. Like, don't wish anything from me for the next 14 months because it's not going to happen. But I can promise you that I will continue to show up and I will continue to make you guys laugh and just, you know, just be me and bring you good family content that makes you happy and feel normal and less alone and hopeful and all of those things. So I guess what I'm saying is please give me a little grace as you have in the past, which I appreciate so, so much because last year you guys could have went and never come back and I would have understood. Um, but I do promise that this will be a better year and (sighs) truly 
stay latched because it can only get better.